With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the Lord. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I love you play football. coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Good. 
But some people said that that game was completely meaningless. So number one, my friend, the game against Cleveland was indeed meaningless and did not matter whatsoever. Fact or fiction? Um, for me, Brian, that's fiction. This game does matter because it exploits those guys who don't really want to play. And, you know, there were a lot of plays out there where we saw some, some lackadaisical efforts. But then there were some things that concerned me. Um, first and foremost, I want to bring up Mike Mitchell's freakout that he had with the officials because people talk all the time about how Mitchell is an undisciplined kind of guy. And we had talked in the past couple of weeks about him being a dirty player. Well, the way that he spoke to those officials reaffirms to me how calm and cool and collected he can be. There were no obscenities. He took out his frustrations away from the officiating crew and then came back, and, and to the delight of many Steeler fans, including me, I, I was cracking up on my couch hearing him scream, being like, that's not a foul. Like, he grabbed mine. He grabbed my face mask. There were some other guys who, who didn't really shine through in that regard, and one of them was Ross Cockrell for me uh, on the defense. And I have some serious concerns about – uh, Cockrell's discipline, especially going forward here uh, for the Steelers. And, and that's why I think that this meaningless game does mean something. I also think it means something because we got to see a little bit of Landry Jones. Um, and seeing Landry Jones, you know, struggle but also find a way to rally to win the game and find that last-second touchdown throw uh, to another reserve in Hamilton was very uh, interesting to see as well. So I think that this game has a lot of purpose, Brian. I don't know about you. You know, I agree with you completely. Here's the thing. If you ask Landry, Landry Jones, that game mattered a whole heck of a lot. You ask Demarcus Ayers and Toby Hamilton, that mattered to them. You ask a guy that is about to get tackled in the end zone twice for safety and fought his way out of the end zone in D'Angelo Williams, you're damn well certain that that game mattered to him. That game mattered to those guys. Now, I'm wondering – if maybe on the defensive end, maybe the offensive line, maybe that they were going only at 80% at some times not to get injured because the stars weren't in and they're trying to keep themselves fresh for the playoffs. But that game mattered, and you're right. That game mattered to Mike Mitchell, and I loved that at the end. First of all, the shriek was, <laughs> the shriek was hilarious because he screamed <laughs> like a 12-year-old girl that just saw a mouth at first, because he was so shocked. And then I went back and watched it for an article, and I funny to me because not only um, did he say he got mine first, he was like, please, sir, please, look at it again, sir. Please, look at it again. He grabbed mine first, please. And he was pleading. And it, it actually felt, you know, it, it, it felt like this guy has – all the heart in the world, and this guy has bought into the system. Not the same guy that was criticizing Steeler Nation two years ago around week eight when he, it was his first season, but he just did not understand the dynamic between the players and the fans. He didn't understand it. Now he does. I, I'm telling you what, I'm doing a complete 180 on this guy. Six weeks ago, I was throwing him under the bus. Not six weeks, we'll say eight or nine weeks ago, I was saying that his attitude was one of the problems. But then some people brought some things up to me. And uh, he even mentioned the fact when Marvin Lewis was calling him a dirty player that he was like, look, you know, I have never done anything dirty. I, I have never been fined. I have never been suspended or kicked or ejected from a game for anything I've done. And I've looked at a lot of his hits, and they're all straight to the chest. They're all a lot more legal than a lot of other guys. So I am officially on the mic. Mitchell bandwagon, I think this guy is the kind of player that is epitomizing the heart of this team that is getting some national attention now and is making their way to the Super Bowl. Zach? With Mitchell, when he was brought in a few years ago, he was largely viewed as the potential replacement for Troy Polamalu. And, you know, it's very hard to replace um, the most iconic USC Trojan to ever play East of the Mississippi I will say that he has done a pretty darn good job of stepping up and making those plays in clutch situations. Yes, he hasn't been perfect. And, and you know, with Mike Mitchell, there's going to be a lot of frustration. But I think down the line, we're going to see a lot of promising things from him. I'm eager to move on to number two, Brian. How about you? I am too. But before I do that, uh, 
I want to invite you to join in, 347-850-8581. Go ahead and write that number down. When we get to the end of the six-pack, we are going to ask you to join us at that time. So if you are on hold, um, you can listen to the show on hold, and we will get to you as soon as we get through the top six. Let's get to number two. The Steelers need to re-sign Landry Jones in the offseason as Ben Roethlisberger's backup quarterback. Fact or fiction? Oh, Brian, what way am I going to go on this? What way am I going to go, man? I think you know <laughs> I, I want to say you're fact. Going. I think you know I want to say fact, but I definitely don't want to pay him a lot of money. So fact, fiction, kind of. But I, I will go with a fact just because – Listen, the guy is, is a formidable guy. He goes out there, he wins the game against Cleveland, which, you know, a lot of people I'm sure could say that any college quarterback could do right now. But at the same time, there is a lot of promise in him. And as I was saying in the weeks before, you invested a fourth-round draft pick in this guy. And in the league that is the NFL, you have to take your draft pick seriously. And the only way to do that is to give them the actual time it takes. Now, does this mean that he's going to be the long-term solution when Roethlisberger leaves? No, I'm not going to be ridiculous. I'm not going to say anything like that. But I will say one thing in particular, and I think it's very, very important to know, and that is that Landry Jones, when he is starting, might not be the best option for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he is one of the only options available for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't think of a whole lot of other guys that I would rather turn to. So, yes, you got to sign him, but I don't really want to pay him that much, Brian. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. I don't want to pay him anything. And, you know, I like the guy as a person. I think he's a nice kid. I like everything he says, but he's just not the right guy to entrust your franchise to in a time of need. We found that out last year in the playoffs against the Cincinnati Bengals. When he came in, he was a third-year player and was completely lost so lost that you had to bring a guy in that could hardly even raise his throwing arm because his shoulder was so banged up in Ben Roethlisberger to will them to win that game. And they got very lucky with the fumble recovery. Um, they got very lucky when he threw that interception to Vontez Bertha because that game should have been over at that point. So as far as I'm concerned, I just still think he has the deer in the headlight look. I think he was not ready to play in that game. He shined when he needed to shine, but they should have destroyed that Cleveland team, and they just did not do it. Now, it wasn't fault only, but he looked very subpar. And one of the biggest jokes I've ever heard during that game, I laughed out loud when one of the commentators said, you know, he's auditioning. This could be a lot of big money for him. I mean, even the Cleveland Browns might want to look at him as a starting quarterback. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? I would put Zach Parnes out there before I would put Landry Jones out there. Hey, hey, quarterback. I would pay you more money, Zach, and I've never seen you play. So, you know, I just – I like him, but four years is time to learn the system. And four years is more than enough time. When you say, you know, you, know, it's, you invest in a, four, a number four pick, hey – Number two picks have been cut before. The Pittsburgh Steelers actually cut a number one pick in the 1991 draft a year, and a year the very next year after they picked him up, and that was Huey Richardson. He wasn't that good. They got rid of him. And, hey, 
If you make a mistake, own the mistake. Don't keep the guy on the roster just because you don't want to own up to making a mistake on a fourth-round player. It's not the end of the world if you whiff on a fourth-round player. That draft, they got a future possible future Hall of Famer in Le'Veon Bell at number two. They got some starters on that team at number six in that draft. The sixth-round pick was Vince Williams. They got a serviceable first-round pick. A lot of people would disagree with me, but they've got some service out of Jarvis Jones. They wanted more out of him. They didn't get it, but they did all right with him. They did all right with Marcus Wheaton. So that wasn't the, that's not the worst possible draft you could have. It wasn't full of complete busts. So, I mean, I think if you have a guy like that, it's time to give up on the guy. Give up on the guy. Like Chuck Noll used to say, it's time to get on with your life's work. And with that mustache that he's sporting right now, I could see no better of a place for him to go than adult cinema at this point, Zach. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, Brian, I'll give you that. In that whole discussion that you just had, that was probably your best point, that he definitely fits in in the, uh, in the silver screen industry. Um, but I, I will say this. Brian, you said you like him. I don't think you do because I think the guys who, who watch him and, and see what he's about, you do like him. The production might not be there, but I still am not ready to write him off, especially when you're going to entrust the backup's role to Zach Mettenberger at that point. You know, an LSU kid who we have not seen a whole lot out of in the bigs uh, other than a meaningless win in Tennessee uh, over Jacksonville a few years ago. And, and honestly, I think that Landry has got to be the backup this postseason. And if the team ends up, and I, once again, we're going to knock on wood here, but um, if they end up, getting to that Super Bowl stage, you got to pay him because he is someone who earns you one of those 11 wins during the regular season, whether it was irrelevant or not. And, and that's what I think. Yeah, and, I, that, and I think we're going to disagree on Landry Jones for a long time, though. Well, I'm, I'm going to continue this, though. How many wins did he have as a starter before this game? He was credited Zero. to one win last year against the Cleveland Browns. However, did finish that game. He only played maybe a quarter in that game. Roethlisberger won them that game. So basically, he has one meaningless win at that point. So that's the same as Zach Mettenberger. I mean, yeah, we are going to disagree on this until the cows come home. And I'm just telling you, it's just you invest four years in a guy, there's time to, to cut it. Last year in that very same playoff game, they brought in the Cincinnati Bengals. They didn't bring them in. They started them because they had to bring him in a couple of weeks before, and he led them to the playoffs, A.J. McCarron, who was a, very, a lot younger of a player in service time than that of Landry Jones. So I'm just saying at this point that, you know, you got some service out of the guy, but there's better guys to go ahead and entrust your season to if something happens. If something happens to your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, it does not have to be over. And we are seeing it right now with playoff teams like crazy. There are a lot of backup quarterbacks in the playoffs right now. We're seeing it with Matt Moore, a guy that the Steelers could have went out and looked at in the offseason the last couple of years. They could have thrown some money this way at a veteran guy that could go in and you bring him in like a Bruce Gradkowski. If Gradkowski was healthy, he'd be there, and they would be in a lot better shape. With that being said, we're not going to agree on it. So I'm going to say right now, you do not re-sign this guy. I say this is fiction, and we'll move on to number three, my friend. So yes, Brian. No. Oh, you want, I, I thought you were leading me in to read it there, Brian. You were teasing me a little bit. Yes. <laughs> go <laughs> for it, my three, man. Here we go. If the Steelers dress only five receivers, Brian, Sammy Coates will start over DeMarcus Ayers. Fact or fiction? It all depends if Sammy Coates is healthy. And I have been back and forth on this one like crazy. And I really need some help on this one. I'm not sure exactly where to go on this one. And the reason I say that is DeMarcus Ayers has really shown up in the last two weeks, especially this week. He looked like Antonio Brown did in his rookie year when they went to the Super Bowl and came up big. He could be that kind of guy. The only problem is you have 
a player like that in Eli Rogers already, and you're adding another one to the mix when you need that tall, fast guy. But every, every time you throw to Sammy Coates, it is an adventure. And now that you have Darius Hayward Bay back, I'm thinking that this guy is just as capable, capable as catching the ball and more capable of getting open. So you throw in the rookie airs and see if he's ready. Now, Mike Tomlin in his press conference today said, we just don't know if he's ready for the playoff stage. So the mind has not been made up yet. Now, Sammy Coates came out and said, you know, I'm going to probably need surgery after the season. So we'll just, I'm going to do the best I possibly can. But he still has a hamstring issue. So at this point, I'm thinking fiction. It's a loose fiction, but I'm thinking you go with a healthy spark plug in DeMarcus Ayers, especially since you have a newly healthy, once again, Darius Hayward Bazek. I'm going to agree with you on this because I think the fact that Coach now doesn't just have to deal with his hand is, is concerning. Um, you know, we have had a lot of talk about Sammy Coates this year being a one-trick pony or, you know, the true deep threat that the Steelers need, et cetera, et cetera. Bottom line is, is this guy can't produce if he's not going to be able to play. And as of right now, the cards aren't in his favor, especially him saying that he needs surgery down the line. Uh, that's not very reassuring to a team that's looking for, you know, hard-hitting plays where, where one throw can be the difference from moving on to not moving on. I want someone out there who's more likely to catch the ball and more likely to hit those routes and those cuts that are needed. And if that guy's going to be DeMarcus Ayers, so be it. Brian, we've gone off all year about the Steelers receiving core, about whether or not how talented they are or whether or not they are, you know, kind of big-time pretenders. But I'll say this. DeMarcus Ayers and Eli Rogers have stepped up in huge ways huge ways for this team this year. And Eli Rogers might be cementing himself as a future guy in Pittsburgh, but I'd like to see Ayers get that chance as well. Why not give him the chance to overtake Sammy Coates? I think you've got to start him, especially if Sammy's got that aching hamstring. Okay, I am going to agree with everything that you're saying. Yes, 100%. But I want to go a little bit further. Let's rank these guys. I know I'm, throwing you, I'm just throwing this out there, Zach. Let's rank these sure. guys. We know who number one is. And I'm not going to put oh, who Darius is number Hayward. One? Who is I number think one? it's the beginning of the alphabet, my friend, A-B. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go with number one. And I'm actually going to go ahead and say, for this conversation, let's not rank Darius Hayward Bay. Because okay. right now he's the deep threat. He's healthy. So of the young guys, let's rank them. We've got Sammy. We have Kobe, who I think is just, incredible right now. I think as a role player he is doing everything you need from the guy. Don't see him drop the ball very often. You have Ayers who I said looks like a very young Antonio Brown. I'm not saying that he's going to be Antonio Brown but he reminds me of that same position when Brown was the fourth or fifth wide receiver on that Super Bowl team against the Packers in Super Bowl 45 and then you have Eli Rogers. So let's go four to one. Who do you think? Number four. Uh, number four for me, and, and I think it's just because he has a little bit more to prove in my mind, is Ayers, which is, which is funny because now we're, we're talking about him starting over Sammy Coates, but I think he is towards the bottom of this list, however. Uh, three for me is going to have to go to Eli Rogers, uh, just because, you know, we, we've seen sustained play from him. But once again, I've got to see that longevity. I have to see it come down the line. Um, and I think when you go two and one, uh, it's got to be the other two respectively where, you know, Sammy Coates has got to be a, a number two type option, uh, especially considering the fact that he is, you know, the guy who is the deep threat, even all over number one, Antonio. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, I'm saying that, uh, 
DHB is your deep threat that you can count on, that Ben knows how to count on, that he has that amazing straight line speed. And I think he has a little better chance of catching the ball, and he is healthier than Sammy Coates. I'm going to put Sammy Coates at number four with his health being a major part of this decision. At number three, I am actually going to go ahead and put in DeMarcus Ayers. Even though I'm very excited about him, I think he should get a hat this weekend. I'm hoping he gets a hat this weekend. I think he, this kid is special and wants to prove it. And is proving that this is a very good draft class now. Number two, Eli Rogers. The guy's doing what you want out of a slot receiver. Number one for me, as the number three guy on the entire receiving court, I love Kobe Hamilton. I love everything that this guy brings to it, Zach. So I'm excited about this receiving core, and you throw in what seems to be a cleared Ladarius Green this weekend, this is not a suspect receiving core. This is a special core that can get you a long way. Well, Brian, also I think on top of it, you, you can't forget about Le'Veon Bell and Jesse James, guys who have had fantastic receiving years themselves. And, and Xavier Grimble has caught a few touchdown balls too, so – I think the Steelers are finding help from pretty much anyone else when it comes to catching whatever is coming out of Ben Roethlisberger's hands. And David Johnson is good for one ball a game and uh, rarely drops the ball, so he's a nice surprise there too. So let's go ahead to the break. We have some calls lining up we want you to call in too. Please be patient. We are going to get you at the end of the six-pack. We have three more to go, but first we have this message from our friend at Frank Walker. Smart or stupid? Those strobing lights in your rear view, that flashlight shining in your face. License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. Zach, take us home. Yes, of course. Frank Walker Law, the top-ranked trial attorney in Pennsylvania. Be sure to check out his website, www.frankwalkerlaw.com. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. Real results coming from everybody on the Steelers receiving crew is what we were just talking about. But we are going to transition here into number four. Brian, Ben Roethlisberger, he's a pretty vocal guy. But his pleas for quiet from the home crowd are worrisome. Is that fact or fiction? You know what? I'm actually going to say that that is fact. And the reason being is the fact that I'm not worried about him at home. He is magical at home. And a guy who did this in the past, did it very well, was Peyton Manning. He was able to control that crowd in Indianapolis. So I get what he's trying to do here. I like what he's trying to do here. But it makes me wonder what are you going to do when you get to Kansas City if you get to Kansas City? And that's the goal. So, I mean, it's not me looking ahead, but this is a very vocal crowd. One of the more vocal crowds on the road is Kansas City. So by calling it out, you're alerting them in advance, be as loud as possible because it might shake us up. That's why it's worrisome to me. And we always talk about how much better he is Home Ben and Road Ben, and Road Ben, if he's showing his hand, that's what's worrisome to me. So I'm going to say fact. I'd like to hear what you have to say, Zach. I, I think it's a very loose fiction just because I think the home crowd is going to appease him. I don't think there's anything wrong with him asking everybody, hey, this week we need extra communication. Like, these guys nipped us before, especially in the case of Jay Ajaye, who runs for 200 yards against this Steeler defense. There needs to be a little bit of quiet here, and that's okay so that they can build their rapport and take it into the rest of the game. Listen, I, I predicted in our uh, prediction or wild card prediction playoff, whatever you'd like to call it, I predicted a big-time Steeler victory. I have a 31-17 win for us. But I will say this. It's got to happen early. Nothing wrong with Roethlisberger being like, hey, early in this game, it's going to need to be a little bit quieter so we establish what we need to get done and then we can go out and hopefully get that W, Brian. I agree with you. I understand what he's trying to do, but it's also opening up the playbook for possibly the next week, if you get to the next week, telling Kansas City fans, 
you're loud already, but I might not be able to handle it if you're too loud when I try to focus. So that might backfire on them. That's all that I'm saying. With that being said, we, uh, we understand where we, where we sit on that one. So let's go to number five. And Domakong Su is equally as dirty a player as Vontez Burfecht and is a threat to the health of the Steelers this weekend. Zach, fact or fiction? You know, I, I think just given our track record here, a, a little bit of a fact, yes, especially since Ndamukong Sue was one of the people who put on that initial knee injury to Ben Roethlisberger not too long ago. Um, I think that he can be a concern. Listen, we've seen a lot of bad things from this guy, which is funny because I had the opportunity to meet him uh, uh, several years back, and he's one of the nicest guys ever in person, but apparently once he puts on the helmet and pads, uh, he turns into a totally new character. Listen, there's a lot being said about Ndamukong Sue right now, especially uh, from everybody inside of the AFC East, which is obviously the division that plays him six times a year. We've got various Jets players speaking up about him, including some players from the Bills. Tyron Taylor had a lot to say about Ndamukong. I think he is a threat. Listen, guys get hurt. This is a game of football, Brian. We've been talking about this for weeks, that you can't be afraid to go out there and get hurt. But a guy like Ndamukong Sue you can carefully bet a nice sum that he's more likely than not to go out there and potentially hurt somebody. Now, does he do it on purpose? Eh, probably not, but he's still a menacing guy, and I worry about him getting up and close in Ben's face this weekend. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say back. He reminds me of Vontez Perfect that he just really doesn't care. Um, it's almost like, Drago in Rocky Four, where he's like, if he dies, he dies, and Apollo Creed's laying there dead on the on the mat. So that's basically, I don't care if I hurt this guy. I'm going to leg whip, whip him. I'm going to step on his face. I'm going to kick him. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And uh, you know, I dare you to go ahead and uh, penalize me, or I dare you to go ahead and find me. And guess what? He does not get fined that very often. For some reason, they look the other way on this guy. So I just I know you can't go out there and say please don't hurt me. I'm just saying I don't trust this guy, and they have to be on extra extra red alert to make sure that they protect Ben because this guy is going to do something dirty and he's going to try to get away with it, and it could ruin your entire season like we saw it happen last year in the playoffs with Perfect. So I am going to go ahead and say back. I just don't trust him, and I like the way David DeCastro went ahead and put his head down against Vontaze Perfect a couple weeks back and gave him what we thought at the time was a concussion, but knocked him silly by putting his own head down when he knew that Vontaze was going for knees, and he just went ahead and knocked him out of the game for a little bit. And so these guys know what they have, and they just have to be on extra red alert. That's all I'm saying. So I'm going to go ahead and say fact. So Zach, yeah, Brian, and with number six. Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure. So number six, Brian. This is the big question, the million dollar question. Of course, the Steelers get revenge on the Finns and move on. You know what, Zach? I am going to say fact. This is a completely different team than they faced back in October. This is a completely different mindset of the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a team that suffers humiliation in that game. And uh, that, was the, that was the slide of their season, the beginning of the entire slide. And so they have guys on this team that did not play in this, that game. Sean Davis was not playing in that game as far as any defensive maps whatsoever, just played on special teams. There was no Ladarius Green. There was no Marcus Gilbert at that time either. And on the other side of the ball, you do not have the Dolphins starting safeties. Both of them are gone. Rashad Jones was knocked out for the season in that very game. And you don't have their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, that that was the start of him putting it all together. And I know you have a capable quarterback in Matt Moore. I just think Pittsburgh comes out early. They find a way to keep carries at a minimum for Jay Ajayi. 
and try to put the ball in the hands, the throwing hands of Matt Moore, and they neutralize him. You're 31-17 to 17 pick. I'm not going to go with that, but I'm going to go with something close. I like it. Zach. Yes. Brian, you cut, out, you cut out on me. You cut out on me there for a second, man. Um, so first okay. and foremost, I, I think it, I think it's kind of important here uh, to touch upon the fact that you 150% cannot let Jay go for over a hundred yards because that's the way this Pittsburgh Steelers team will be beat. Completely agree with you, Brian. Matt Moore doesn't scare me at all. I'm not intimidated by him. This is a second-string quarterback who honestly has not had the time with the playbook that Tannehill has had over these last couple of years. And for me personally, it's going to be about stopping the guy who beat you last time. Learn from your mistakes. Brian, there's a great saying, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to butcher it just as it is butchered uh, by George W. Bush uh, in the past, or H.W. Bush, excuse me, in the past that goes – Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. The Pittsburgh Steelers cannot get fooled twice by Jay Ajayi. I do like that quote. I would like to go back to the history books. I think that may have happened a lot sooner than 1988 and beyond. Um, I think I think that's been around a while, but I actually don't know who that quote is attributed to. But we'll give it to. We'll give it to Herbert Walker. How about that? No, 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 no. No, you've never heard that, Brian. Herbert Herbert Walker one time tried to say that reference and completely butchered it. I believe he said, fool me once, shame on me. And then he goes, fool me, we can't get fooled again. And that's how he ended the expression <laughs> on live television. So you got to check that oh, out. Okay. Go ahead, right. go ahead and Google that. It's a, it's an all time moment for sure. That 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 is my bad. Okay, I I get that. <laughs> you know what? With that being said, let's go ahead. We both agree that the Steelers are going to win this weekend, and we do have our tradition every week. We like to do the question. Actually, the fact that has not much to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it's still fun to debate anyways. And, Zach, I don't know if you even know this one. I don't know if I sent it to you. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, just uh, try to catch you off guard and let you decide. I'm going to say a fact that the popular dance in Miami, the salsa dance, is much more fun to do than Pennsylvania's polka. Fact or fiction? <laughs> Who doesn't love a good polka, Brian? But I, I got to say this. I have to say fiction here on this one, and I'll tell you why. Um, those in our audience who do not know, I'm going to be spending some time in Madrid, uh, obviously the capital city of the beautiful country of Spain. I'm flying out there on Sunday. Um, and for my 21st birthday, which is actually tomorrow, Brian, I, I turned 21 of legal age finally. Um, but I am going to be receiving salsa dance lessons on behalf of my parents. So that is why I'm going to go with fiction here because they are helping me pay for it. Uh, I'm super excited for it. Uh, I'm doing it with a few friends. We're all going to learn it and hopefully come back. And, and maybe my salsa will be a little bit better than my current day polka. How about that? You know what? I, I have nothing I have nothing wrong with that statement. I am going to go ahead and say fiction also. You know, I think the pulp is amazing, and I'm just going to say this. Look, salsa is for the beautiful people. Polka is for everybody. And if you go <laughs> to a Pennsylvania wedding and they have the bridal dance and it's not that beautiful Pennsylvania polka or Whatever it is, like da 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 so I'm saying polka for everybody. Let the beautiful people have salsa. Us yinzers will take the polka, my friends. Well, well, what's interesting about the polka is that 
obviously, you know, a, a big time wedding staple, but there is some belief, Brian, and this is kind of interesting that it may have gotten its origins from bar mitzvah dances way, way, way back when, but some people believe that they are totally unrelated and they're quite different in dances, but I'll tell you one thing, a polka at a wedding or a bar mitzvah, you're guaranteed to have yourself a good time. <laughs> With that being said, Zach, let's go ahead to the phones. Um, we have somebody that was waiting patiently, so let's welcome them right now. Hello, you're on the air with Brian and Zach. Welcome to Factor Fiction. Who's this? Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, Ken from New Jersey. Hey, Ken, hey, how's it going? Doing great, doing great. Um, I called, I came on when uh, you guys were talking about the wide receivers, and um, I'm going to give you, I, I don't know what the fact of fiction was, um, I'm going to give you my pecking order for the wide receivers. So, obviously, number one is Antonio Brown. Uh, my number two is just for moving forward, and I look at this, like, all around as far as how fast he is, how much of a deep threat he can be, and what's his blocking capability. And I'm going to put DeMarcus Ayers at number two. I'm not living in the moment, but they run a lot of plays behind this guy for the running game. They trust him in the running game. And they trust Kobe Hamilton in the running game, but I think Kobe's a little bit more limited. He's kind of like a one-shot uh, receiver. You take one good shot and he's going to make the play, whereas Ayers can give you a lot more over the top and underneath and on crossing routes. I think he has a good opportunity to be out there uh, more snaps per game starting next year and having some playoff experience under his belt. So I'm going to put DeMarcus Ayers at number two, Eli Rogers at number three, and we'll see what happens between Colts, um, Martavis Bryant, and, um, you know, and, and Hey Bay. He's going to be there. He'll just fill in whatever. He's, I think he's a steal a lifer. Uh, that's my, my first one. And, and my second one is, as far as Ndamukin Sue, he might be worse than Vontez Burfick, man. Um, this dude will fool you with the way he speaks, how soft-spoken he is, and how intellectual he can, he can be. And this guy's been doing it before Burfick was in the league. He'll bite you. He'll, like, step on you. He'll, you know, kick you where, where the sun don't shine. This guy is – I don't know what, what happens when this guy's on the field, but we absolutely better be on red alert for this guy for, you know, stepping out of piles and doing stuff under piles. And he is very, very strong. He's strong like an ox. So he can really put some hurt on some guys, just falling a little extra hard and things like that. So I think he's actually worse than Burfick. Burfick, we kind of see what it is. We know what to look at. Like you see the aggressiveness with, uh, with uh, Sue. You don't really see it. It just kind of catches you off guard. Ken, here, here's my you know thing on Indomitian. Ken, my biggest thing with Indomitian Sue is the fact that he does not have the same rebel rousing that is surrounding Vontez Burfick constantly. Listen, there's no other way to put it other than that entire defense of the Cincinnati Bengals has had a littered past with crime. I mean, for God's sake, Adam Pacman Jones was arrested last night on assault charges. Uh, you know, there is constant sort of, you know, this misbehaving going around in this team. And Ndamukong Sue, who obviously spent the majority of his career with the Detroit Lions and is new to this Miami landscape, uh, it's a bit different for him now. But I agree he's definitely up there. Don't know if he's 100% worse. Also, great point bringing up Martavis Bryant. I think we've kind of forgotten about him this year just because, you know, there's been so much stepping up uh, from these other guys as we've been talking about all show. Uh, but it's certainly going to be interesting to see where he fits in, whether or not the Roonies want to keep him around despite some drug ordinances. Well, you know, fellas, let me tell you this. Um, to Back to the receivers, uh, since you didn't miss the beginning of it, the factor fiction, the original part of the factor fiction was who gets a hat, basically, between Sammy Coates and Demarcus Harris. If you were keeping five, those, one of those guys is going to be left out this weekend. Who does it go to? And it seems like you answered it with putting Ayers at the top of the list there. And when we ranked the top four, we excluded Haybay and we excluded AB just for the fact I think Haybay for the rest of the playoffs is going to be, since he's healthy, your straight line burner, then trust him to go deep. 
and he might have a better chance of catching the ball right now than Sammy Coates with those bad fingers. He says those fingers are going to require surgery, and he's just going to do the best he can. So with that, I'm thinking hey bay. So I'm thinking over Coates. I would give it to Demarcus Harris because he reminds me a lot like Antonio Brown his rookie year against when they uh, went ahead and he had that amazing long catch against the Ravens in that game that they were originally down 14 nothing in. As far oh, yeah. as – okay, go ahead. No, I, I, definitely, I definitely would think that um, Hayward Bay canceled – him being healthy cancels out Sammy Coates. Sammy Coates is a little more dynamic when healthy, but even at his, at his best, he still was iffy and he would still go through a quarter of just, like, mental lapses. So, Hayward Bay cancels him out right now. I don't, th- I don't even think it's close. Listen, Hayward Bay caught a, a long pass this past week. Sammy Coates hasn't caught a long pass since, like, week five. Right? It's, it's, we need to stop, you know, with, with this. It's, it's not, he's not relevant right now outside of you may maybe kickoff returns and trying to get healthy. When he's healthy, we, it's a different conversation. But so I definitely agree with that. And I would give it to Now, as far as, as far as Indomitian Sue, I think that you hit something on the head that uh, I was thinking earlier, but I did not bring up. He is a lot more intelligent. Uh, he is a very cerebral player and a lot more than perfect. So I was looking at them as the fact was that they're equal, but now you actually have me convinced that he's more dangerous than a guy like Vontez perfect. And I like everything you said there. Um, in fact, I don't like everything you said there because it's true. I just don't like the fact that they are that they are facing this guy, and uh, especially if they're losing. I mean, if the uh, Steelers are winning and perfect, who knows what a guy like that can do, fellas? Yeah, and you know, it, it it sucks to even have to talk about it, but you know, when when you think about how the refs' perception is, because they are human, you know, going into the game and and when there's this little scuffles in the game. Everyone, everyone in the country knows. Be on red alert when the Bengals play the Steelers. But the Dolphins and the Steelers don't really have that history. However, if you got a guy who knows that he can, you know, kind of hide in the piles and, and in between the lines and do some stuff, we might find out, and it might be too late. So I hope the Steelers are smart enough to be on alert. I, I am. I think it definitely helps them that they played them early in the year and. Um, that Sue had something to do with Ben's injury, uh, whether it's intentional or not. So I think I think they would be smart enough to look out for that, and I hope they would. And and the, and the answer from Tom and like to be honest with you, I haven't really thought about it. That would be unacceptable. I don't want to hear that. You got to look out. And you got to make sure it's said and make sure guys are protecting themselves. Yeah, I agree completely. So Ken. Um... Let's wrap it up with your prediction for the game. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, the, the, the more I've been thinking about it, man, um, I, I really think I think we come out fast, and, you know, we might carry about a four- to seven-point lead within the first half. And um, I think they try to come back and, and make things interesting. From the five-point mark in the third quarter on, we're going to pretty much pull away, and I think we'll beat them by two scores. Um, either by 10, between 10 and 17 points, I think we'll, uh, the Steelers will beat them by. So Very if, good. If I, I'd say like late 20s, no problem, late 20s to teens, something around there. Right, good night, guys. Well, good. Enjoy the game. We hope to hear from you next week. I know I'll hear from you on the hangover and hope to hear you in Fact, fact or Fiction again. Have a great week, my friend. Zach, take us home with your final fact, my friend. My final fact of the night, Brian, and it's going to be a simple one. Steelers, they're going to do it. They're going to win this game. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, I think that they are going to learn from their mistakes. They're not going to get fooled again. Uh, It's all going to be in Jay Ajayi's hands and stopping any careless plays on the offensive side, which we know with Ben Roethlisberger being rested for a week. I, I really don't see this being as close of a contest as everybody is thinking um, I really think the Steelers are going to be out to send a message. Listen, they're the hottest team in football right now. You're talking about seven straight wins, you know, at a team earlier this season where we were looking at a 4-4 four and four record and saying, do they even have a shot at making the playoffs? 
Now they are the most dominant team in the NFL besides the New England Patriots. And I think that is what's really going to happen in a few weeks is that this Steeler team is probably going to be duking it out with them. Now I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Still got to go play those games. Uh, we still got to play a game against Miami and hopefully a game against Kansas City. But first and foremost, time to take down the Finns. Let's spoil uh, the everlasting curse of Dan Marino, or, or should I say keep it going, uh, as the Dolphins are still looking for that real opportunity to put themselves in a winning situation. It's not going to be this year, ladies and gentlemen. I love your thoughts there, Zach, as always. Thank you very much. I am going to, for my final fact, I'm going to rip off a movie in 1996, the summer at Blockbuster, Independence Day. I'm going to go ahead and give this a try. We are fighting for our right to advance, to exist. And should we win the day, Sunday will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day the world declined in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we, the Pittsburgh Steelers, celebrate going on to Kansas City. Okay, that was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it was good enough for me. It was a fantastic rally call there, Brian. (laughs) I'm glad. I can always count on you for liking it. But, uh, hey, thank you for uh, Ken for calling in, for everybody else that called in. Um, We're going to check one more time to see if we have anybody on the line. And actually, we do. So um, we are going to go to the phones right now, 347. You're on the air with Zach and Brian. And we just dropped that call. So um, with that being said, Zach, really excited for this weekend. Um, I like your pick, 31-17. Um, I do not have a uh, score as of yet, but I feel very confident about this game. Like I always say about the Pittsburgh Steelers, if they do what they know they are supposed to do, they stick to their game plan, they play the game that they set out to play, and dictate the pace of the game, they will win this game. That's exactly what is happening. Like I said earlier, completely different team. This is a better team, a more focused team that played on October 16th. So I'm telling you, it's going to be a victory. We're hoping next week that we're back here celebrating and talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. But one game at a time, and let's go out and beat those Miami Dolphins. For Zach Barnes, I'm Brian Anthony Davis, and together we tell you that's a fact. That's a fact, Jack. Jack. (laughs) Good night. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.